Welcome to Geek Nerd Tech on Black Hollywood Live. Today, Tim Cook predicts big business for Apple. Tech companies band together to stop Trump and uh, Ben Affleck's no longer Batman. Directing Batman. That's all. Bye. <laughs> you are tuned in to Black Hollywood Live's Geek Nerd Tech. Oh, man. You will not be able to stay home, brother. Let's go. Let's go. Lionize the Scott. Greats. Yes, sir. Black History Month. Yes. That's a goth, godfather of hip-hop. That's right. That's right. Uh, Mr. Gil Sky Heron. Uh, one of my favorites. You will not be able to stay home, brother. <laughs> That's what I always say. Um, I love Gil Scott, and I uh, love this song. And, um, and one of my favorite artists of all time. Yeah. Of all genres. Yeah. Very uh, inspirational to me as within my own artistry. Yeah. Gil Scott is the best. Uh, also, the the diversity from the the spoken word, if you will, which is revolutionary for the I mean, you know, the spoken word slash rap. Pre-rap, right. the jazz, the singing, the singing, to playing, the playing, all of that. Like the shout way, out to Brian Jackson. Yeah, like and all, all all the stuff we talk about. You know about um, about you know Gordon Parks being able to like have the ability to uh, you know express yourself through whatever tools that are put in front of you. Mm-hmm. So I like, like he's he's yeah he's dope. Uh, welcome to Geek Nerd Tech on uh, Black Hollywood Live. We're starting Black Black History Month today. So uh, th- there's that. Yes, um, I'm, I'm Joe Braswell. I'm joined as always by Mr. Akili Shine. How are you, sir? I'm good, man. And I'm, I'm happy that we're in the month of February to be, you know, talking about, you know, our history and culture and things that have influenced us. Yep. Um, you know, shout out to Carter G. Woodson. You know, when, when Black History Month was just Negro History Week and expanded out to Black History Month. But we all know that Black History is 365 days a year. So yes. I'm just happy that, you know, I'm really excited about this year just in terms of content that we can build and what technology is and how we share information. And because we're in a, a protest environment, I think it'll be a great uh, learning opportunity for a lot of young people. Oh, agree. So. Agree, agree, agree. Uh, that is uh, well, well said. Um I want to um, go. Uh, well, I want to go. I'm sorry, I, I, Marissa. I'm, I'm going to skip that first story because I, I missed it somehow. We're going to jump right into the uh, Microsoft. Yeah, uh, I want to talk about this immigration brand ban. You know, Joe Trump and uh, his boy Steve Bannon have uh, have written this executive order, very sloppily written, uh, not very you know l- legally thought out executive order to do a. Um, uh, a, a, a legal Muslim ban, as, as Julie Giuliani calls it, uh, and uh, he's—that's your boy. That is your boy. He's, call, your boy. <laughs> he's calling a—he's uh, calling a, a, a immigration ban instead of a Muslim ban. Right. Uh, the Christians are allowed. Christians, are right? Uh, but uh, he's getting a lot, a lot of blowback, not only from federal judges, you know, four, up to four federal judges right now, but. Um, Tech companies are surprisingly, and companies are surprisingly saying no to this, and not withstanding um, because you 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 talk you think about Microsoft and Google and all some of these other places, they you know they're filled with people with green cards and filled with immigrants and filled with all these folks, and so I don't know. I mean, talk about not thinking this through, but you know, Amazon has a lawsuit. Uh, Microsoft has now joined them with a lawsuit, and this this is this is a big deal, right? Super big deal, man. And I think it's great that we have uh, Silicon Valley and tech companies, you know, enforcing um, some type of uh, policy change um, 
incorporated with their their business pursuits. I think I think a corporation, a company, organization have should have a high degree of social responsibility, and to use their influence to speak for for those that don't have a platform or those that are marginalized. And so I like that you know some of these companies are being more vocal in in their position against some of the policies that are being made um, in the Trump administration, and also um, just putting their flag kind of in the soil of, of where they stand. Um, with us as a as a people, and like you said, a lot a lot of these companies source their talent from overseas, and so they're fighting for not only their employees and their rights, but also just the the the, the concept of what America is supposed to represent. Right, so. it's, it's it's fantastic, and you can't really. I mean, it's one thing uh, you can't have the company without some of this sort of it's, it's uh, industry giants, and then yeah. and then these are the industry giants. Uh, so moving on. Same, well, let me ask but, you a question. Yeah. Do you think that a lot of this? I mean, we talk about it all the time when Facebook takes certain positions mm-hmm. that it's a PR move. Do you think for some of these companies it's exactly that, or do you think it's genuine and they're really trying to use their voice to make a change? I think it's genuine. I think I think they're really trying to make their use their voice to make a change. I think that I think it. If anything, it could be a. If you want to get super hyper cynical about it, you could say it's a PR move within your own company. Like, like I'm looking out for you, immigrants you know, or folks in my company. I'm going to sue that guy Trump, like to let them know that you're on their side. It could be more of that. I don't think I don't know if it's an outward facing PR move. Like, look how great we are because it's really this is something that that actually genuinely threatens the you know if if Microsoft or Google had you know a third of their people deported. Or leave the country and can't come back. That's a problem. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah. Like, like <laughs> it's, it's it their pockets. Yeah, threatens their creative output. Yeah, and threatens their, their, their money. So yeah. I don't know that it's definitely more of a business decision. Uh, I think it's more of a business decision than a moral decision. Uh, but I like that they can hide behind that. They, they can say it's a moral decision. Right, you know I, mean? I agree with that completely. So uh, I'm, I'm not mad at it either way. And, and look, you know, you know, Bill Gates is pretty. You know, is pretty outspoken on, on these matters. So I, I would like to believe that he's on the right side. He's no Peter Thiel. You know, he's 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 uh, on the on the right side for the stuff. So I, I you know I not not that Bill Gates is running Microsoft still, but I just like you know. Um, but speaking of which, Airbnb is another tech company um, who is who is doing some things. Um, uh, you know, sort sort of saying that like uh, you know, saying that it's a policy that that they, they've. The CEO of uh, Brian Chesky of Airbnb is like sent out this sort of email or some of this thing, sort of saying that a policy is people profoundly disagrees with. It's a direct obstacle to their mission at Airbnb. Right. Like to, to you know, to uh, we believe that you should be able to travel and live in a community all around the world. The whole Airbnb thing is like we're a world community. Right. And not like, oh, let's separate this stuff. And I think that. I think this is really interesting, you know, kind of that mix of. <laughs> this is a really perfect mix of. PR and company mission and and actually uh, ends up doing the right thing and that like he's really holding on to the fabric of like what his company is built on is antithetical to what uh, Trump is trying to do but at the same time he's also sort of be able to big up him, him his company and his mission by opposing Trump it's really this is like a really again I, we, have to, we, we always seem cynical like everything's a PR stunt but I think this is kind of dope I mean yeah, I definitely agree with that I think I think it's it, it is a, bl- a blend of both, um, but I, I like some of the initiatives that Airbnb is enforcing in terms of like even with uh, how they're supporting certain refugee camps um, overseas. Right. We're, say, we're saying, hey, if, if there are tourists that come into you know your your area or your country, um, Airbnb will will essentially employ you to give them tours, you know, yeah. and to be able to put more um, uh, finance into into your infrastructure. And so I like the fact that they're coming up with creative ways to be able to kind of funnel the money and channel you know opportunities. 
opportunities for others. But I think it's dope. And I mean, Airbnb as a concept is, is exactly that, though. Yep. So I think it's a perfect, perfect way for them to be vocal about this. Um, yeah, I, I applaud them. You know, I, I really don't have anything critical to say about it. I don't either. I, I think I think it's fantastic. I think that it's a, it's a good way to uh, again. These tech companies, man, you can't really fuck these tech tech companies like that. I I, I, I defy Trump to be like Microsoft overrated, Google <laughs> garbage, Airbnb terrible. Like, I mean, he can't. You know, I mean, yes, he can. He will, but like, <laughs> exactly. at, at, at a certain point, the list of people that are garbage and terrible this is going to be everybody. And, and trash, on the list. Everybody, and over here is him and Steve Bannon. <laughs> right. You know, so I, you know, at a certain point, it's it is what it is. You know. Um, uh, moving on now, you know, Google's our, our, our friends at Google are also joining in the fight, but they're doing a little more. They're sort of putting their money where their mouth is and mm-hmm. created a four million dollar crisis fund to fight this immigration ban, which is, mm-hmm. you know, again that that that's couch cushion money for Google, but still, that's fantastic, right? One hundred percent, it's very fantastic. Um, I mean, four million dollars is a considerable amount of money in, in terms of uh, galvanizing resources for 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 people that can't, can't afford to. Pay for a lawyer. Um, I think that it, it just helps. Uh, it helps the transition and and the the leveraging of their rights to be able to come, you know, to 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 for the the rights to be enforced. And so I, I like the fact that they um, are doing that for their employees. Um, and yeah, again, another company, another example of another company taking a strong stance against these policies. And the fact, yeah, that they're putting literally their money where their mouth is, I think, is pretty incredible. Yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly, and I think that Google, Google, their 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 mantra is uh, "do no evil," right? And uh, and so they, this is they're definitely in, in in strict in ideology and strict opposition to the Trump administration. So yeah. this is is very dope. Let's see, let's see how this thing works out. Mm-hmm. Um, again, moving on. Uh, it's just kind of blown through all these immigration stories because now <clears throat> there's been controversy with Uber because the Uber CEO has been meeting with Donald Trump uh, and, 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 and and whatnot. And so he's already put out a statement sort of saying that, look, you know, we've got to work with the president. I'm just trying to work with the guy, you know, from, and but uh, it's Lyft saw that opportunity and uh, really jumped on that <clears throat> and let everyone know that hey man we don't we don't like Donald Trump so you can, you can use us and it's kind of working and it's working right. already it was already kind of working but now they, they they people have doubled down and they've got a, a hashtag delete Uber and and celebrities are on board and it's it's it's, it's kind of spreading yeah it's definitely spreading do you think Uber's in trouble um, I, I I think that the perception around Uber is going to shift and perception is everything, especially in, in our brand, uh, brand centered society. So I think, I think it, it could definitely position a company like Lyft or a company like Movin, which is a black owned company. I don't know yeah. if, you're, if you're familiar with that, no. but to help no. leverage them to come to have a, a, a greater market share. And so I like the fact that, uh, Lyft took that position to juxtapose, you know, kind of Uber's, uh, maybe like a greedy, a greedy intention because how it all evolved was that the the tax uh, the, the taxi association said we're not going to essentially drive to the airport and so Uber said well we'll still do it right. uh, but we won't we won't uh, utilize our surge option and so mm-hmm. people felt that that was pretty exploitive um, and you know taking advantage of the situation because obviously people need to be picked up from the airport but right. the whole point is to you know build awareness and so I think that. 
they they could have took a stronger position. But but I don't know if you caught the article about uh, the, the Uber CEO. He kind of he kind of was like Nino Brown in New Jack City. Started pointing out everybody who was on that board on Trump's board. <laughs> it's not it's not just Uber that's on the board. Right. It's it's, it's uh, blah 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 blah. Like like it's not just me. Like really, Nino that's Brown. Shameful. He, he, <laughs> Nino Brown. Them. Oh man, uh, my brother's keeper. Yeah, my I. Brother's uh, keeper. <laughs> Uh, I I think this is I think this is great. I think that the, it works for a couple of reasons. I think from just from a capital just from a, um, um, a capitalist standpoint and like a sort of just a uh, you know a business standpoint, uh, business competition. Listen, like Uber was dominant and was gigantic. And what happens? You see these when these companies get so big. The question is, what do you do? Do you start to exploit stuff because you can because you dominate the market share, or do you try to sort of like make things better? Uber got big and they started muscling folks. They started like under the guise of we're going to help some, but they're, they're doing some muscle. So the fact that there is even a lift or a move in or any any other places that to, to, to offer a competition for the people who are like strong arming, I think is fantastic. So that's the first thing. I think Uber, you know, you get a little too big for your britches, if you will, and then you know you can get if there's competition, you can get taken over by the little guy. That's the first thing. Right. And then the second thing of this is, yeah, like look, there are other there's there's, there's plenty of ways that you can. Uh, voice your for uh, your dis- dis- dislike and um, and unhappiness with this president, with his administration, with his policies. I mean, obviously, the first is your vote, you know. But but uh, these economic ways, we have power. Like you, you, you know, economic power. We as in consumers, we as in black folks, we have economic power. We power a lot of stuff. So if we choose to say we are not going to do that, we're going to do this. That means something. Definitely means something, and I think it speaks to the character of the people. I think that's what's most important here because I mean when you look at Uber and the functionality of Uber as a company I mean right. they are the best like the, the app is the best the way you know they they were the the ones to really you know break ground on that sure. so I think I think yeah you could really affect change but it really starts with the character of the people because sometimes it's harder to support the business that's on the other side of town right. you know versus the business that's like literally across the street from you. So I think that we have to make those sacrifices and, and take a stronger position on the companies that we support. I agree. Um, because it's so easy just to still use the Uber app, you know? Right, I agree. Um, I, I must say, I confess, I've, I've kind of been, I think I'm like 80% off of Uber. And it was by accident because I had a problem, problem with Uber apps. I started using Lyft and now I just, I use Lyft now. So now, I don't know if I'll go back. We'll see. Yeah, man. And just a quick anecdote. Like, I was traveling actually during you know the the protest at the airport and literally they oh, shut wow. down um the, the 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 bottom floor the lower level like people all in the street like oh, wow. i was at the airport for almost three hours waiting for uh transportation oh, wow. um, but <laughs> I, I love the fact that it it promoted conversation and it's building awareness like my my tax my inconvenience tax and everyone's inconvenience tax is just really helping to foster more conversation yeah. and to bring awareness to these issues. And I love the fact that um, protesters took such a bold stance to do that. Yeah. So just want to put that out there. No, that's a, that's a great, great point. I love, I love the, the, the way of looking at that as the, the inconvenience tax because, you know, what out of that inconvenience comes some really important dialogue and really important things that you may otherwise not have been able to have or these people have not may have not otherwise been able to interact and exactly. who knows what comes out of that. Exactly. Who knows what lessons are sort of learned and what the takeaways are, which is the point of the disruption, right. which is the actual point of the disruption. Right. So uh, that, 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 it's, it's good, good to see that stuff work. Um, in, in, in real in real time, um, three hours. Damn, 
Yeah. <laughs> that's Three lot. hours. That's Just no, waiting. That's no joke. <laughs> like looking at the app. <laughs> <laughs> that's no joke. Uh, all right. So um, moving on out of the politics, the political stuff, and kind of into the tech stuff of Uber. We reported a while back that Uber um, sort of joined forces with Mercedes. Um, we're starting to see, starting to see how that is starting to pay dividends for them and and they're really starting to use that alliance to help power their self-driving uh their self-driving uh situation and um uh you know uh you know they they've already had that deal with with volvo uh that they're testing but something about the the mercedes-benz situation is able for them to reach out globally and, and, do, and do some stuff um i don't know are you, are you how do you feel about the self-driving car situation i mean yeah, we cover this all the time, man. I think you know, the the, the faster there's policy implementation um, to correlate, you know, and catch up with the technological te- technological innovation. I think we'll see more of this happening. But Uber, you know, as a company to be able to do this and make this transition from, hey, now we don't even have to share. We don't have to have any rep share now because we don't have to pl- pay drivers. We have you know the autonomous vehicles. We just do a, a deal with you know a, a car manufacturer. Right. They use our you know, software. They use our um, GPS functionality and all the things that we've built and all the analytics that we've collected. And now we're able to, to you know essentially increase our profits. Right. So I mean I think that is a smart move for them as a company. Um, I mean we talk about all the time you know in, in news about how automation is going to affect employment. So I, I, I'm just kind of on the fence about, you know, where I stand. Like, would it be convenient for me as a consumer to, to hop in a car that's autonomous? Um, but what does that mean to my cousin who's actually a driver for yeah. Uber or, or a Lyft? You know? This is, all, this is also the, 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 the ongoing sort of question about progress, which is convenience versus I mean do you I mean how much do we care about the convenience and like this is very convenient for me right ten people want me out of a job but shit I, I ain't gotta wait for it you know exactly. I mean I wonder how we, how we how we think about that it's just it's interesting to me right um, we don't think about it until it affects us directly which right. is shameful it's but. just shameful and, and speaking of which um, you know Google's got this uh, Google's uh, 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 it's it's, a, it's a, they, the Google's testing these robots that actually learn. They're the thing. A Go playing machine opens a uh, opens a, it, it, it it teaches robots uh, how to learn through trial and error. Right. And 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 this is huge when we talk about automation and, and talk about the threat of automation. And this is kind of like, you know, this is. I'm a big Tom Friedman guy, New York Times, Tom Friedman. And um, and he's, you know, his books are all about globalization. He has a new book out about this now. But this, this talk about, on the Trump side of, of you know, uh, of all these jobs leaving for overseas mm-hmm. and then bringing them back to America, the truth of that is these jobs may very well come back to America, but they will be all automated. Right. The, the thought that they'll come back all to America and then they're going to hire 100,000 workers the Trojan is, horse. is ridiculous. Yeah, that's the Trojan horse. You know, so he will, like, so the reason why you're able to have them overseas is because obviously it's, there's labor issues. Cheap labor. Cheap, yeah. cheap labor. So you bring all these jobs back, you're not going to be able to hire, and this is why they also want a little minimum wage, but, like, you cannot bring these jobs back and pay a American wages. What is happening though at a high rate is auto, the automation is getting amazing and better yeah. and better and better. And this 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 Google thing 
you know, you have these these arms, uh, these, these robots who are actually learning on the fly how to open doors. Right. The video is quite amazing. It has like four robot arms together, and one tries one, and the other one another thing. And by the by the fourth one, he's like clunk clunk. Yeah, and they're all sharing that information. So it's like yeah. you know, it's just a it's a weird thing. So you think about that through a giant factory. Yeah, how soon how one person goes? Oh, here's the best way to put the screw in, right. and then everyone knows it. Right, we all know how to put the screw in. Right. The stuff about that is terrifying to me. That is on some. Ter- Terminator hey. 2 shit. Man, it's, Sky, it's Skynet for sure. Skynet. But it's inevitable, man. Here's the best way to kill a human. Hey, we've talked about this since, I think, uh, day one of this show, Technological Singularity, where, you know, the AI will come to a point in, in its in its ability to be able to recreate itself or to be able to think for yeah. itself. And so these type of technologies, even though they're in the, the very emphasis of their of their execution, they're actually doing that. Like, right. okay, like you said, the example you, you gave how to open a simple task like opening a door so they fail the first three times but then over the you know over the course of maybe a dozen times now they've mastered it and now like you said now they've they've transferred that mastery over to another ai Just like that <laughs> like so once those simple tasks become now complex like that's when it's really going to get crazy it's crazy i mean like yeah like, I, I go straight to like what's the best way to kill a human how fast we like you know and uh, now like, people say, oh, this is, this is for, for, like, surgery. And they'll know exactly what yeah. the best way to do this is. No, no, no. I'm like, okay. You know, <laughs> we'll see. It's all funny games now. Yeah. You know, um, but I, I don't know. The whole the whole thing is, is, is terrifying to me to, to, to be discreet. Um, anyway, uh, this next thing. Uh, oh, is this is also in the technology here? You know, we're talking about is this, this genetically modified food and GMOs and all these different things. I mean, uh, the, the newest thing is the the never uh, browning apple, which uh, you know this is sort of a PR sort of thing for uh, why GMOs are great because they're able to sort of modify stuff like man, apples used to go rotten. This apple will never go rotten like 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 a Twinkie. <laughs> it lasts forever. Like now, what do you got to say about GMOs? Yeah, uh, I don't know about this, oh, right? No. I mean, so so it'll never it'll never appear to be rotten, or will it ever go rotten? I think that's the difference. Like, so yeah. the apple never spoils. I could bite it and I could eat it two weeks later. Like, I don't. Like, what do you say? How does it break down in your, in your stomach? Exactly, it's just gonna sit there, never breaking down. It's not biodegradable, no. right? <laughs> it, uh, no, and, thank you. And, and and the point is, is it like, is it is it extended? Is it never like? And what is that? Yeah, all that. I don't like any of that. None no. of that can be good, right? Man, no, thank you. <laughs> uh, I, I'm so anti-GMO. Well, the thing about GMOs in general, um, it's tricky because a lot of it's been used, you know, obviously on, 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 on growth and then how to how to expand growth and things like corn and other things like that. But um, there are some. I, I am interested in in it when it comes to. Uh, meat to a certain degree, and I'm not exactly like you see all these. You see the ones where they, like, the guys they make the they make the meat fully, make the meat in the lab, and starts to here's a drop, bloop, <laughs> it grows and they grow all the cells, and it's like it's a hamburger. No, and you flip you. it, and like it's like it tastes just like a burger. No, thank you. Like that, I mean that's the future. I mean, you know, there's steaks or all this other stuff. Like I'm interested in that. I don't know that I'm ready to eat that, but I think that 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 is some interesting solutions. I mean, I, I, I like. I, the, the the thing that I could pull from it that I like is that the potential for you for them for scientists um, for futurists and technologists to be, figure out how to cure hunger, you know, yeah. by you know shifting shifting the way we approach food. But I mean, I don't know if that's even plausible or possible. But I mean, I guess the the experimentation 
aspect of it is this what's kind of cool but i don't like we don't we talk about you know the flip side of the coin like yeah the usage of it could be awesome but what about the devastating effects of it like we don't know all the the consequences of this technology so i think that's that part scares me because obviously we need food to live it's our sustenance i prefer a more organic lifestyle um so something that's scientifically engineered in a laboratory as using that as my sustenance, no, thank you. No, yeah. that's my position. As a, and then you put that over, you know, growing a sheep in your backyard, and and and, and, and having lamb chops or whatever, or growing a cow, you know, like you know, giving breeding cattle in your backyard, and then having your own hamburger. You prefer that to like growing one in, the, in, in a in a mall because I mean that's the best way to go, right? I mean, it's the best way to go. So Gordon Ramsay does, right? You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that, that's the best way to go. And it's, 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 uh, uh, you see that, but you know, what is the answer there? Because I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm with you, but I'm not really trying to like, you know, grow my own chickens and 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 uh, and, and cows and sheep in the backyard so I can eat. But yeah. I don't know. It's, 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 it's interesting. Um, your boy Tim Cook is is really trying to get his uh, Steve Jobs on. And I think it's, you know, I think that the difference between Steve Jobs and Tim Cook is obviously we talked about this before is, you know, Steve Jobs was more of a, seemed like a forward-thinking innovator. He's more of an Edson. And Tim Cook is more of sort of a, a forward-thinking businessman. And I don't know I don't know that it makes one better than the other. It definitely makes one sort of, you know, one, I mean, Ed, you think of things, Edison more differently than you think of, say, you know, I don't know. Carnegie or someone else like that, but uh, Tim Cook is, you know, he's growing the business and he's doing a great job at, at, as a CEO. And he expects to uh, uh, have Apple's services uh, business double by 2021. In other words, uh, Apple Music and iTunes and all those things, like where they're making money off the services part of the, uh, the thing, not the mm-hmm. electronics part, is going to double. Um, you know, I, that- mean, I think a cool factoid is that. They're they're close to just that, like you said, that segment of their of their company uh-huh. is close. That one segment is close to being uh, in the top one hundred for the top Fortune one hundred companies wow. in the world. Wow. Just that one segment, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. crazy. That, that is crazy. So it's, it's like on some Google stuff. That's kind of what Google's doing with Alphabet. You can you have like five different companies, and like the top five in Forbes or the top five in you know, right. and Apple's doing something like that. That's that's really that's when you know. You know, you diversified. It's just kind of Facebook's doing a similar thing with Instagram's its own thing, and like right. that's doing its own stuff. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, good, good, good for them. I mean, I agree with you <laughs> in terms of Tim Hook not necessarily being uh, a, a groundbreaking. He's uh, not a Thomas Edison. Yeah, he's not. He's not the the most innovative guy. But in terms of you know him be, being able to you know receive the baton from. Um, jobs and, t- and take it you know this far. I think I think he's done a remarkable job. I mean a few a few F's though on on the on the on the grade card you know with Apple Watch. Yep. Um and I mean it's the last and three straight quarters of you know declining iPhone sales and is iPad it declining sales. or flattening though? Declining. Okay. I bet they're flattening. Well, I mean, there's no no it's declining. It's okay. it's not growth. It's not not it's it's going down. Okay. But, so. I mean, I think that I mean I, I'm looking for Apple to provide us the the, the newest technology, like um, like the groundbreaking technology. That's what Apple's known for. So I don't know if it could be done under the the supervision of 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 him of Cooks, you know. So right. we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, okay. Well, next, uh, getting into some of our some of our nerd talk, uh, my boy. Ben Affleck has decided he is no longer going to direct the Batman solo movie. movie. Uh, his official statement on there, like it's just too demanding to do both. Right. Um, you know, of course, insiders are buzzing, saying that 
and Warner Brothers, who originally gave him the keys to the castle, do whatever you want, are now taking some of those keys back. You can only have a couple rooms of the castle uh, after uh, Live by Night, you know, kind of flopped. Um, Justice League, I mean, obviously, uh, Batman versus Superman didn't do as well. That now wasn't his fault. That's a Zack Snyder thing. We all recognize that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Ben, Fle- ben Affleck had a pretty good run of three sort of Oscar caliber movies as a director. Yeah. His first three movies were three home runs, uh, one Oscar, and then his next movie was a flop. Although I really enjoyed it, I liked it a lot. Uh, so, what do you think of this? Do you think this is Ben's decision or is this Warner Brothers' decision? I and mean, what do you think of this? Um, I think it's Ben's decision. I think he is a highly successful actor, director, producer, writer, and I think that he knows, you know, what properties he can enforce, um, you know, his creativity and, and multiple options. And I think he's realized that this franchise or, or this property is a little bit more strenuous and challenging to be able to, you know, like like dutifully execute them both at the highest level. So I, I like the fact that he can recognize that and take a step back. Like, Hey, I'm just going to use my acting chops on this one right. and, and source, you know, some really dope directorial talent that can make this film the, the mo- most amazing that it can be. I like the fact that he can put his ego aside and say, Hey, no, it's, it's about the integrity of this property of the film and the integrity of me as an actor. I, I, I love that. I, I, I do too. I think it's also a smart move on his part because that's a, that's too much pressure. Mm-hmm. It's already the pressure of is he can he be Batman? Right. That's, and then, that's and, hard as hell. That's already pressure. I, I, I thought he did a great job in Batman vs Superman. Like yeah. He's got a turn, and obviously he's already done filming uh, Justice League. So now he's in the solo Batman movies. This is a beloved, beloved character. Like this is he's really going to take this thing seriously. Uh, he's already like got his him and his guys writing. You know, a lot of it. He's producing it. I think the, the the notion of him directing it as well, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot yeah. of pressure. So I think I like the idea of him giving that to someone very capable, picking someone who's very capable yeah. of, of making a dope, you know, or touring a dope movie and letting him, let him be a fucking movie star. Right. Let him be a movie star for once. Because he's, he's never been able to quite do that with, with um, effectiveness in a long, long time. And right. the accountant wasn't exactly born identity, although I like that as well. Right. So, um, I don't know, but I think there's a lot riding on him, given the count was kind of like lukewarm, yeah. and Batman or Superman was lukewarm, right. Live by Night was a failure. There's a lot riding on this. He's been through this before, where he was at the top of his game, and they made like hey, four or five flops. Peaks and valleys, man. So, Everyone goes to them. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm absolutely care. I'm rooting for Ben. I like Ben a lot. Like, I, I, you know, I'm rooting for him, so I, I think this is a good decision. Whoever, who, whosoever it was. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure Warner Brothers is very happy. If it was Ben's WBs or it was mutual, yeah. hey, I think it's still a great strategy for them. Cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, our guy Prince music is finally coming to Apple Music and Spotify. Thank you. I mean, it's only, it was only on title for a while. Uh, you know, I mean, it's been very difficult for me, especially when he passed away. I was trying to get all of his music. I had to go on title, right. and which is fine. But then I got switched back and forth between apps to listen to stuff. But you know, um, I haven't. I, I don't. But I'm, I'm glad this is happening. This is this seems to be a, a good thing. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm sure the state, the state of Prince, uh, thinks is a good thing too. They're able to monetize, you know, his intellectual property. Yeah. So um, I, I think it's good because Prince fans obviously are Apple Music and Spotify subscribers. So to be able to have it on all platforms, I think right. it's good for everybody. Uh, and then, do you think? I mean, speaking of that, like, how are you? 
Are you on all the platforms? Are you are you on Title Two, or are you kind of just on? Apple? No, I'm just on one. Like, okay, you're out, yeah. wait, like, why would I need to be on all of them? I don't know because Beyonce record comes out. I, could, I mean, there's other ways to get the Beyonce I, record. I know, I know. You be visiting China and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to do all that stuff. I, I mean, yeah. I could just buy the record. Like, yeah, that's true. Like, that's a good have, point. Like, it's ten well, bucks. I know. That's, good. that's 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 a great point. I just I just feel like that. Like because. I'm already subscribing. I, I, you know, it's like going to a buffet. You want to get your money's worth. I want to have like 15 pieces of pizza. <laughs> I want. I want to make sure I'm getting all my money's worth. I want to pay extra for another pizza. I already, already getting a buffet. You know, <laughs> but, but do you do you employ that that philosophy with with your TV viewing habits? Or do you subscribe to everything? No. Right. Like, I so I don't understand. Right. I don't understand the argument for point. it. You're right. It's a good point. I'm just I'm just curious about the, about the <laughs> title. I'm sure you know. Uh, excuse my title. Uh... Uh, so, Powerless is is coming. It's a new show on NBC based in the DC universe. Sort of a comic take on Gotham City. Uh, it is. Uh, it has my guy, uh, uh, whose name I can't remember from, um, who played Alan Turk, who played uh, the robot in in Force uh, in Rogue One, as Bruce Wayne's cousin or hmm. brother. Hmm. Anyway, he runs a firm that says it's basically a workplace drama. It's like Office Space meets. Uh, you know, uh, the office space and the office meets Justice League. Uh, and it seems to be okay. It seems to be okay. Uh, I just feel like the shtick is going to get kind of old. I don't know. Have you, have you have any any thoughts on this? Have you seen it? Um, I mean, I, I've read, I've read, you know, just just some preliminary things on it. I mean, I'm not really. It's not really wetting my whistle. Like, I don't think it's, it's. I don't think it's going to be a hot property. You know, okay. I think it's kind of, it's kind of lukewarm to be honest. You know, right. um. Concept wise, I think I think it had the potential. It has the potential to be dope, but in terms of just the the way it looks and the casting of it, I'm not I'm not always sold. Okay, well I'm not sold at all. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. What I am sold on, and last but not least, before we get out of here, is I am sold on. Ooh. <laughs> what? I play it. I play it. I play it. <laughs> My boy John Wick is okay. coming back. So you're a Kiana fan, huh? J Dub Two. <laughs> I never I never knew you to be a Kiana Reese fan. First of all, I'm a huge Kiana Reese fan. I'm a Kiana Reese apologist. Stop it. <laughs> Uh, right now. <laughs> that might remind you of a little movie called The Matrix. Right. Okay. A movie, I, a movie that he, his acting chops were superior. I'm not talking about his acting chops. Here's the thing about Keanu. He, you know, as an action star, I mean, look, you can't front on Keanu as an action star. Like, he has whatever he's got yeah. is just enough to do the thing. Like, you, you talk about the Stallones Speed. and the, yeah, and, and, and the Schwarzenegger. What have they got? Muscles and a, and a, and a one liner. He, he's got like you know I mean like speed he was great, great. Uh, 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 the, you know the the the, the uh, Matrix movies John Wick I mean John Wick come on now no John Wick is dope All right. right I mean I, I'm not gonna say I didn't enjoy it it had great entertainment value what I, what I guess my we had talked about this a few weeks back my disagreement with you is I'm not running to the theaters to see this what like I watch this when you know when it's streamable. But I'm not finna be standing in line to watch this movie. I didn't see John Wick the first one in the theater. <sighs> oh, I've got some people to kill. <laughs> oh, I'm an FBI agent. Point break. Come on now. Man, stop. Keanu it. is cold blooded as an action star. Okay, you cast him for your movie. <laughs> I will. Point break. Oh, I am an FBI agent. That's my Keanu. All right. 
Uh, However, with that yes. that property, the fact that they might turn that into a television exactly. show, I think that's very cool. it's very exciting. A prequel because right. you you wonder about this guy who when we meet him in John Wick One, he's retired, right? And he is what I happened mean, before that, and you know people don't realize that Keanu Reeves not young; he's like fifty two. Right. So what was his what was his age? You know, twenty to to fifty. Like yeah. what was he doing? There's a lot of a lot of material there. Yeah, so. I think that's a dope concept. But yeah. I think I think to have something that's serialized and episodic, I think I think that would be a way better sell than. Then it just encapsulated in, in a one one off in a, in a movie, you know. Uh, how do you feel about your boy Common as an action star? Common be trying to do some action movie. Com- Common thinks he's an action star. It's like the third movie where Common's like probably like the fourth movie I seen. Oh, Common yeah, he was in that. Right. He, he was in some other joint where he was like the one with Alicia Keys. What's the one? Alicia oh. Keys was in there. Oh, uh, that, that's that's his first one. Um, yeah, uh, Smoking Aces. Yeah, Smoking Aces. So that was his first one. He was he was action shots were not that great in that one, but. Uh, recently, he was in that one thriller with uh, my dude from Taken. Yep, uh, mm-hmm. he was in that. He was in. Uh, he showed up in a. He showed up in a Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah, as as a gangster. Okay, that Joker. And, he, and he's like, yeah, Joker. I wouldn't didn't mean to disrespect your girl. Uh, which a whole scene that got cut out. This uh. is a whole thing, but he, he's in it in the movie still. But there's a whole arc that got cut out. But he's he's a fellow high powered assassin, and I was watching some behind the scenes stuff, and you know they took all the training they had to go through, and Kama was in there doing the training and doing all the stuff. I mean, Kama's an athlete, so that that part doesn't surprise me. Yeah, like, yeah, he he's he's definitely got the the build and the athleticism to be able to do you know some of the stunts and whatever and some of the choreography. But him as him as an assassin, I love you know, Kama. Not buying it. I'm not buying you know, it. Kama, glasses, the glasses on. <laughs> like I'm. I'm not lying Thank either. you. Thank but, he, but he's at least got to be have the same acting chops as Keanu Reeves, right? Oh. At least. Well, that, that's, that's, that, you're killing your argument. So you're, you're no. aligning Common with Keanu Reeves? No, I'm just saying because uh, he's going head to head with Keanu. Wow. He can, can he hold his own with Keanu Reeves? Not like he's going head to head with De Niro or, 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 or Denzel, you know? Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm excited about this movie. I'm excited about Common. I'm not mad at him, but uh, yeah, he, I don't quite buy him as an action star yet. Uh, he's. He's not quite there. He's, he's inching towards his star turn as an action star. He's inching toward his Vin Diesel moment. I don't know if he can carry a movie. We'll see how he does in this one. But, uh, you know, you working? <laughs> Afraid so. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Oh, man. That's terrible. <laughs> anyway, uh, I digress. Okay, that's all I got for you. Anything else uh, you want to mention? Oh, nah, yeah. I do. I do have something yeah. I want to mention. New edition was fantastic, right? Yeah. I mean, okay. So let me run this question to you. So we have we have the uh, the Jacksons. Yeah. We have Temptations. Yeah. We have Five Heartbeats. We have uh, Why Do Fools Fall in Love? Is this killing any of those? <clears throat> oh, that's kill. I mean, it's di- it's up there. Some of those are theatrical. Some of those are TV. Um, and some of those are uh, biopics, and some of those are, are not. I, I I think that this is definitely up there. In the if you're talking about the the the, the black male group movie, um, this is definitely way up there. I mean, it's, it's uh, uh, the, the Jacksons is is pretty good that, because this is this is sort of I live this very specifically. Uh, these guys were you all live the Jacksons too. <laughs> I was well, don't alive. Get, don't get it twisted. <laughs> I was alive for for a lot of the Jacksons. I don't know about live the Jacksons, but uh, you know, uh, all the audition dudes are like two years older than me, so like you know, they're you know they're they're, they're my age essentially, and so I, I I'm very very it was nostalgic for you. Yeah, I mean, I'll, every every bit of everything I saw. 
saw, I remember everything. So that I that, thought that was great. Yeah, and and and, and so I was shocked at how much I did not know. Right, like I didn't know any. Like there's so much I didn't know in the behind the scenes stuff and how they're willing to sort of do that warts and all betrayal because they're all involved. Right, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, pulling guns in Mexico and all that stuff. It's yeah. like that's 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 crazy. So I lo- I loved it. Um, but I did want to mention um, mention uh, uh, Rochelle. I guess Marshall Ali's speech at the SAGs I oh, thought yeah. was one of the most eloquent, amazing speeches I saw I've seen like ever. I, ever. Yeah, well, it was just strong. I mean, I mean, every, it, I saw it in real time, so maybe I'm like making no, no, more no, of it what it was. No, no, but no, it was, was just great. like the moment was really swelled yeah. to that moment specifically. And he took it. He took his time. He took a breath. He looked around. He got emotional. He yeah. was very eloquent. I thought that was like. That was an all timer. It was dope. Yeah, that was an all timer. And, um, and 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 props to Moonlight. Shout out to Moonlight. Um, and, well, great movie. I forgot. I forgot my man's name. Stranger Things, um, speech. Did you see that one? Oh, um, you talk about uh, the Duffer Brothers dude or the which one? No, the main actor. Oh, um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I forget his name. He killed the, the sheriff, right? Yeah, he yeah, yeah, killed yeah, yeah. He's, it. he's dope. Yeah, but the speech though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. speech was amazing. Yeah, no, he's it, look. It, it, I like that. Uh, you know, I mean, the, the sacks aren't the Oscars. But, you know, people really, it, it, this is a warm up to see what's going to happen at the Oscars. Cause I feel right. like, I mean, Oscars are watched by a billion people. Right. So I feel like Trump's going to hear it like on a, on a worldwide stage. I hope so. Everyone's going to go up there and say something. I hope so. So we'll see. If, if the SAGs and, and, and the Golden Globes are any indication. Right. Um, you know. And Taraji's speech was really great as well. Yeah, man. And um, Hidden Figures, man. That movie was a delight. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> All around. I, I yeah I, I finally saw it and I I really really enjoyed that movie yeah, all across the, the board. Yeah. It's strong acting, strong everything. So, all right, uh, that's all we got. We can get out of here. Um, we out. Where, where can the people find you, sir? Man, they can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Akili Shine, A K I L I S H I N E. Where can they find you? The same Instagram, Twitter at Joe K Braswell, and sometimes on Snapchat J K Braz, but not really a lot lately. Uh, we will see you all next week and uh, two weeks. Oh, who you got Super Bowl? Go. Come on, man. Atlanta. Okay, cool. Me too. All right, right, bye. (laughs) (laughs) From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us. Info at BlackHollywoodLive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio. Instagram me at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. The views expressed here are those of the host owner and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.